like me, and for that matter, like my son Paul, the prophet Jeremiah was a preacher's kid. His daddy was Hilkiah, and he was a priest at Anathoth. Anathoth is a hill country village, kind of north of Jerusalem. Jerush uh, Jeremiah was a descendant of Abiathar, one of King David's two chief priests. Well, when David was to be replaced as king, Abathar made a mistake. He backed the wrong guy to succeed David. He backed Adonijah, who was David's fourth son. You didn't realize they had a primary to be king, did you? <laughs> so when Solomon succeeded David, Abiathar was banished to that little town of Anathoth. Now, Jeremiah prophesied about 40 years, four decades, from 627 B.C. to the destruction of Jerusalem in about 587 B.C. Jeremiah is the only prophet I know whose name became a word, Jeremiah. See, you thought I was going to say bullfrog, didn't you? <laughs> Different song. Ah, no. The hits of 1970. <laughs> a Jeremiah is a prolonged lamentation or complaint. Also, it's a, it's a cautionary or angry harangue. Well, with that kind of reputation, you just know Jeremiah was not what you call a popular fellow. In the reading from the first six verses of the 23rd chapter of Jeremiah, listen for two words, woe and promise. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people, it is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold. And they, they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them and who will shepherd them. And they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. O oh Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. If you're thinking about a job goal, if you're thinking you might want to be a prophet, think twice. Because being a prophet, being a prophet was no picnic. Jeremiah was beaten. He was put in stocks. He was threatened with death. He was forced into hiding. He was imprisoned. He was lowered into a muddy cistern, yuck, to starve and to die. The prophets who are called major prophets are Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Jeremiah. They're the three with long books. Jeremiah is 52 chapters long. 
Well, first, a little history. King David, the shepherd king, who wrote a thousand years before Jesus was born, and David's son, Solomon, ruled right after him. But after Solomon, the kingdom split up. Ten tribes became the northern kingdom. They called themselves Israel. And two tribes, Judah and Benjamin, they became the southern kingdom called Judah. And about 722 B.C., Israel ceased to exist when it was overrun by Assyria. When Jeremiah was called to be a prophet, about 626, Assyria was in decline and Babylon was on the rise. Jeremiah prophesied and then he witnessed the fall of Jerusalem when the great temple that Solomon had built was utterly destroyed. Judah was reduced to a Babylonian territory. That Old Testament scholar Walter Brueggemann said that uh, the exile of Israel smelled of defeat, despair, abandonment. All the voices of possibility had been crushed, nullified. If your life has included defeat, despair, or feelings of abandonment, you know something of the experience of woe. If you have felt that, you know the need for promise, for hope. And one writer listed three things to know about Jeremiah. First, he was right. The thing he said were going to happen, they happened. They came to be. Secondly, he was courageous. He stood up to the king and the court, to the temple priests, to the false prophets. All those people saying, oh, it's all going to be fine. He said, no, it's not. No, it's not. Well, we've seen that in current events in the last year or two, haven't we? He bravely told the truth. Then thirdly, he had hope. When times were good, it was his job to say, it's going to go bad. Got to get ready. And when times were bad, as he said they were going to be, he spoke a word of promise, a word of hope. But before we can talk about that promise, we've got to talk about the woe. Woe is a condition of deep suffering, misfortune, affliction, grief. Woe is ruinous. Ruinous, trouble, calamity, affliction. Woe is what you do not want in your life for yourself, your family, or your nation. But woe is what Jeremiah prophesied to the what he called the bad shepherds. Remember, David was the shepherd who became king. In Old Testament, writers used the word shepherd to refer to the kings, the leaders. The shepherd metaphor made it clear just as a shepherd had a duty to care for the flock of sheep, a king was responsible for the well-being of the people. Shepherds are supposed to take care of their sheep, feed them, protect them, guide them. But these kings had not been good shepherds. They had made bad decisions that had brought their country to ruin. The text speaks of how we wield power. Good shepherds attend to their responsibilities, take care for their sheep. Anyone with power, as a king, a boss, a parent, needs to remember their duty to compassion and justice. The kings for whom Jeremiah's word was woe, they felt in, invincible. They weren't accountable to anybody, but God holds ultimate power, and God will do what human power fails to do. Now, before you go saying, well, you know, I don't have to worry about that. I ain't no king. I'm not a national leader. 
So this doesn't apply to me. I don't need to worry about that at all. Well, remember, it's your responsibility to take care of, to feed, to protect, to guide. For parents, their children. Sometimes for children, their older parents. But we have responsibilities to our family, our community, our church, to the world. We do not want God sending us a message like Jeremiah said, you have not attended to them, so I will attend to you for your evil doings. We don't want to hear words of woe. We want to hear promise. Well, like one I mentioned a few minutes ago in Jeremiah 29, 11, for surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare, not harm, to give you a future filled with hope. Well, I mentioned that Jeremiah was called to be a prophet about 626. In the first chapter of his book, Jeremiah said that God spoke to him. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you for a prophet to the nations. You might think he'd say, well, gee, Lord, thank you very much. I appreciate the honor. It's a, I'll do my best, you know. But what he says, oh, Lord, truly, I do not know how to speak. I'm only a boy. But the Lord said, do not say I'm only a boy for you shall go to all to whom I send you and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. So when God lays a mission on your heart and you just don't feel up to it, oh, that's too big for me. Oh, I don't have the skills. When you feel like that sailor who prayed, oh, God, thy sea is so great and my boat is so small. Remember, God doesn't call the qualified. God qualifies the call. Two of the words God gave Jeremiah were woe and promise. Woe involved hard times they would go through as a result of their own bad choices. Promise involved the rise of a savior. Just like the people Jeremiah preached to, we will go through hard times, many of which may be due to our own bad choices and some do the choices our leaders make. And just as God promised, the good shepherd has been raised for our salvation. His name is Jesus Christ, also called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Wherever we go, God will be with us. Thanks be to God.